0: Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, diners, drive-ins, and dives return to Colorado this week what was once the Park Tavern is getting a makeover yet again, and we have lots of opinions about dogs and restaurants. Paul and Peyton join me to round up this week's food news, plus our recommendations for your weekend plans. Today is Thursday, August 24th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. newsletter, editor, and resident foodie, Peyton Garcia. Hello. Hi, Bree. Producer Paul Caroli. Hi. Good morning, Bree. So we're doing something a little different today. Um, We're going to talk about food news. Let's just
1: like dig in. What's going on in Denver's food scene right now, Pay? Yeah. So I, I want to preface with if you guys subscribe to the newsletter, you know that every Thursday I have a segment called Food and Drink. And it's where I kind of um, trawl the interwebs, the local news sphere, and look for all of the food news that's happening, openings, closings, big changes, um, restaurant beef, restaurant drama, uh. And I round it all up for you, and I give it to you in, dare I say, bite-sized chunks.
0: Paul would love that. In
1: the newsletter. Like um So we decided we wanted to dig in <laughs> a little bit more.
2: <laughs> yeah. This I don't like it anymore.
1: I love oh it. I love it. I'm in. Paul, I'm all Rick, in. If we're going to go full on food puns,
0: we're just going to keep rolling with it.
1: We're going to lean into it. Let's do it. I picked a couple of pieces of news that piqued my interest. The first one was a piece from the Denver Post um, written by Lily O'Neill, and it was about Guy Fieri. Uh, He didn't return to Colorado, but his crew did because they did a checkup on two of the restaurants That were previously featured in Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives because I guess they wanted to do a follow up, see how they were doing after the airing. Um, And so they visited uh, the post chicken and beer and Paravinci's Italian Bistro. So I don't know much about Paravinci's. Italian bistro, but I am a big fan of the Post. Um, And what was interesting is both of those businesses said since Guy Fieri graced their presence, um, business is booming. Business is huge. When Guy visited uh, the Post in 2017, they only had two locations. They now have seven locations. And then um, similarly, he visited Paravinci's, which is in Colorado Springs, in 2015, and they said that they are quote-unquote stupid busy.
2: Wow. This place
0: looks beautiful, too. I would just I mean, like, that goes Googled to show it. how
2: powerful Guy Guy is. I mean, this show... I don't know. Do you all like this show? I love no. Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I, hate I don't it. either.
1: I, I despise really? it. Either. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like the comfort one the food networks. to me. It's just like, no. put
2: it up while I'm waiting for the mechanic to do the car, and I'll just sit there for hours. I'll just I watch it. it. And yeah. I find
1: Guy to be so obnoxious. And you know what? I just don't get his whole thing. I love Food Network. I love a, a bunch of their shows. I'm a huge Bobby Flay fan. Um, I I love it. But he is... what? What is he even doing? He just goes to these restaurants and it's literally, it's a half hour. He stands next to the fryer.
2: When I read this story, I got excited because I remembered that uh, Guy's production company is based here. That's and, right. Uh, it, so I think that... His, Denver is probably overrepresented on this show that has a lot of influence that Mm -hmm. attracts a lot of business to these restaurants. And I think that's great. I mean, if we have this mix of like the reality food or the reality TV programming production industry, and we have these restaurants worth showcasing, like I feel like everybody wins here.
1: I I mean, it makes me happy, right? That these, that these comp that these uh restaurants and these business owners that they got featured and that their business is booming because of it. That makes me super, super happy. Um, I'm just not personally a fan of Guy Fieri. I did look up an article. So this article is from iHeartRadio and they published it in 2021. So the numbers might be different, but according to this article, he in twenty by twenty twenty one, he had appeared at 32 um different colorado restaurants on diners drive-ins hmm. and dives including gasp paul hops and pie
2: Oh yeah See but place, here's the I think thing is only okay.
1: Guy shows up he probably just like saying there I don't I just don't feel like I can trust him. He's going to say every restaurant is good <laughs> even though there's restaurants that we know aren't good.
0: So he was you can't here trust work, him. His 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 uh his production company was out in in Denver and Colorado Springs working their magic.
1: These last yeah. couple. Okay. I mean, Interesting. good for those guys. They've, that's, that's really, that's really what's at the heart of this is, you know, business is booming since, since Guy appeared and that's good for them. That makes me happy. So let's talk a little bit about Park Hill Tavern or sorry. Nope. What's it nope. called? Park Tavern. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about I used about to make Park. that
2: mistake all the time. <gasps> I lived a block away. Yeah? This is, this is, it's not even Park Tavern anymore. It's like some new taco place, I think, is what you're going to talk about. What's it yes. called now, Peyton?
1: So now it's called um, Locales, Taco and Tequila Bar.
2: Right. It right. was,
1: for like half a second, called The Deck, um, and it was operated by a Phoenix-based group. Um, but all the Westward articles said is that that venture didn't last long. I have no idea what they served there, what they did there. But the reason we bring it up is because Park Tavern was kind of a staple in the Cap Hill neighborhood, and um, it was there for 25 years. And I I never dined at it. And and Brie, that's kind of where I wanted to ask you what you knew about Park Tavern yeah. before we kind of talk a little bit about what's coming.
0: Sure. So Park Tavern was like at uh, 11th and Ogden. It's this. It's one of those um, you know little. Commercial strips in the middle of the neighborhood. Uh, people might know it from Sexy Pizza was over there. Barracudas. Um, it's now Ideal Market. It was a Whole Foods. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a little commerce center. And Park Tavern. Um, Park Tavern was like a, a dive bar. What uh, What I found very surprising was reading uh, reading up on it. It didn't. It It opened in 1996, and I started going there in like 2002. So it hadn't been open for that long, but it was felt it was like it must have been born divy it was one of those infamous i don't even know if people places do this anymore because it is like 2023 but they did two dollar you call it's they had these like uh they had a token thing like buy one get a token come back you know kind of thing like a buy one get one deal um it was just a place to like well get a drink after work get a drink in the neighborhood or go get smashed before you
1: went and did something else Paul, had you ever been to Park Tavern?
2: Yes, actually, this was one of my places. Um, When I first moved here, this was a place I went a few times. Actually, the very closest I ever got to buying Bitcoin was late at night at the Park (laughs) Tavern, sitting with uh, some tech guys who made a very persuasive case when I had had a few too many drinks. Um, Fortunately, I didn't do it. Um, But I don't know. I mean, this place has never been the same since the the Park Tavern people renovated it and turned it into this more of like a sports bar vibe. It in had like cool twenty seventeen, yeah, twenty seventeen. It had a cool rooftop patio, or it seemed cool. It, I always just thought it should have been. I, it was never as busy as I thought it was going to be, and then I don't know. I, I went a few times after the renovation, and um, I don't know. There's just not a lot of like comfortable places to sit in there. Oh my It's God, just a, kind of a thin space, and I I stopped going.
1: Well, now it's getting its second chance with this new group that's coming in with this taco and tequila bar. And what I thought was heartwarming is in the Westward article written by Gina Parker. um, They really, really want to like honor um, the original park tavern. So they're even bringing back the BOGO happy hour drink chips. Yes, Um, They just said that their whole focus is making it a, a type of spot for the community that park tavern used to be and they um in terms of like their success with other restaurants so they are also behind rhino beer garden which i've never been to but i know is a hot spot and then also historians ale house on south broadway which i have been to and don't have strong opinions
2: on. yeah me neither me neither i wish them the best of luck with this location i really hope it works out
1: So we're gonna take a quick break,
0: but when we get back, more food happenings in Denver. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com.
1: Well, the last thing um, that I wanted to ask you about is dogs in restaurants. Big no, no, or no biggie. Mm. Well, this is just something uh. I'm, I'm curious about. We, I had, um, one of our colleagues in, in Las Vegas, he asked his readers this recently and got a lot of hot responses and, uh, it just made me curious. What do you guys think? Well, we know where Paul stands about dogs,
2: y- but uh, should I, st- yeah, I mean, just I, go I, for it, Paul. I'm not a big dog person. I'm sorry, I know that immediately that turns off a lot of people. My mother-in-law, for example, I think it took her years to uh, get over the fact that I was not a dog person, that just like did not compute. I, I think sh- I think we're good now. Um, but yeah, I've never been a dog person, so when I knew we were talking about this and I thought, yeah, I know I hate dogs in restaurants. I always hate that. Every single time I see one, I wanna leave the restaurant and complain.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I, I don't mind dogs on patios at all. And I, I'll say this, too. I'm not a giant dog person either. We're, we're cat people at CityCast yeah, Denver. Team is, except for me,
0: is all cat
2: people. <laughs>
1: um, But, I, I mean, I don't have super strong pins. I like them. I think it's fine on the patio, right? Um, If they're inside, I didn't want to leave the restaurant, but there's just a little part of me, just that little voice scratching at the back of my head that's like, mm, dog, food, dog hair, dog dander. Where I'm trying to eat, yeah. and sometimes it kind of depends on like how well behaved or how well groomed the dog is. Um, I also have issues with people who this new—I don't know—I feel like there's so many people who say their dog is a service dog, and That's it's not what a I service talk dog. About. I yeah, because they just want to have their that. dog.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that and uh, two things. A service I think, dog thing. Yeah, well, the cert because you can be, people just put a vest on a dog and it says service mm-hmm. dog, Who's and I doing have.
2: That? Oh, like so everybody! Service dog so, so many people are dog. Are you kidding
0: me? You can order one on Amazon right mm-hmm. now and put it on really? your dog. Yes, and let me just tell you, as a person with friends with disabilities, I have two friends that have service dogs. My friends Stacy and Rosie both have service dogs. The work that they have to go through to become service dogs is a very arduous process. These are very highly trained animals to support folks with disabilities. And um, also, it's not easy to just go get a service dog. You go through a program, you get matched with a dog. If the dog doesn't work, you know, if your personalities don't work, they match you with another dog. It took Rosie like two or three years to get her service dog. So it's a very serious thing. It's a function for folks with disabilities to function in the world. Easier like dogs pick things up for Them they warn them of things like they help them With cross they do all kinds of things All that to say I think When folks just slap a service Dog vest on their dog like That can undermine what Happens with how people with disabilities are Treated about having their dogs places Because people are like I I don't want dogs in here
1: You know what I mean and so You get one one ill behaved Service dog and it it ruins It it for everyone else I mean For people that actually need it I've been like on do- even on patios where there's dogs that are in a service vest and they just sit there and they bark the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, you're ruining everybody's meal here. Yeah. Or they're begging for food. I had yeah. no and idea
2: this was such a big issue.
1: Oh, it totally it is. is. People it totally disguising
2: is. their dogs as service oh, yeah. dogs. Yeah, that's abominable. I see, I see it all the time. Where I totally like, agree. This is wrong. Well, to, And to
0: right? me, it's also just like speaks to the fact that they're not... Uh, they don't interact with the disability community at all because this is a very it's a serious thing for folks with disabilities and it it, again it undermines what they go through every day and i think but the bigger issue here is like i do want to i do want to push and say it's not about the dogs itself it's about the owners because bad dogs are because their owners are not attentive and you know what i mean so i i always feel for the dog itself like it's not the dog's fault And also the dog, what fun is it to sit around a brewery? Like, it probably isn't that fun for the dog. And it also, dogs are, it can be stressful depending on the kind, you know, I don't take Boomhauer to those places. It stresses him out, even if it's dog friendly. So I think what you're experiencing too, Pay with these other dogs is like, they're stressed out. Mm,
1: And so mm -hmm.
0: I think it's not only a disservice to folks with disabilities who utilize service dogs. It's just not nice a lot of times for your own dog. So Yeah. yeah, I'm... I'm with you guys. I think service dogs are fine and I really wish people would respect what an actual service dog is. Totally. But I I mean, I think this is, we know this is going to be open for debate. So if you're listening and you have an opinion about dogs and restaurants, let us know. Give us a call on the uh, dogs and restaurants hotline (laughs) 720-500-5418. Let us know what you think. So on Fridays, we used to do the CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, where Peyton would recommend things to do over the weekend. And I think we realized that folks want a little bit more advance notice. So... We're still doing the CityCast Denver maybe for your weekend, but we're recommending it now on Thursday so you can get a little planning in. And also I think sometimes there's really cool stuff happening on Friday and you want to know a little bit in advance. So we are going to go through a couple ideas of uh, things that Peyton has come across, cool events happening this weekend, and we will pick our CityCast Denver official maybe, as in maybe you'll see us there. And then, as always, every day in the newsletter, Peyton shares events, so if you want more if you want to know about more that's going on, you can subscribe to the Hey Denver newsletter. We'll put that link in the show notes.
1: Uh, Pay, let's get started. What What do you got for us? Okay, to kick us off, I've got a little theater planned um, happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is Shakespeare in the Wild. So that's a that's a nonprofit theater company that wants to make Shakespeare more accessible to everybody. Paul, are you're you, chuckling. Why are you laughing,
2: I, Paul? I, I, I'm just, this is so funny to me because earlier this summer, I went to a, uh, a show of uh, Shakespeare in the Park King Lot at my <laughs> local park oh, where right. Megan and I went over early and we were like, why are you setting up in the parking lot? Obviously, you should be just in the nice grass in the shade. We brought a picnic. That's what this is for. So... I'm a little bit like, what, what wild? What's the wild? What do you mean by wild? Is that the best place for a play? Like, let's talk about like where would be the ideal Comfort. place for Shakespeare. So yeah. it
1: does say it's at a park. It's at a park in Centennial. Okay. I don't, I cannot confirm whether they're going to be in the grass, but I can tell you that they're performing As You Like It, which is promised to be a, quote, hilarious spectral, spectacle of gender bending buffoonery and tomfoolery.
2: Okay, I mean that's a good one. That's one yeah. of the good is Shakespeare's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know Bill Shakespeare very well. So
1: yeah, I literally had to look up As You Like It to make sure it was a Shakespeare play
2: because it's one of the comedies. It's it's a fun one.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's fun. Cool. Well, okay. All right. Moving on. Um, Saturday, uh, beginning at noon and running all night into the AM is Shine Music Festival. Oh. So are you familiar with Shine Music, Bree? I'm not. All right. So it's a nonprofit organization that's committed to growing inclusion and accessibility in the local music scene. And so mm. they are hosting this annual festival. Um, uh, it's a fundraiser. So it's, it's donation driven. So you can donate as little or as much as you like um, to, to help their cause. And the lineup includes a bunch of people I don't know, but I will read off to you. Sun Squabby, Neil Evans Frodown, Walden, Jeffrey Marshall, Tropical Waffle. Any of these ring any bells for you? Sun no.
2: Squabby rings a bell. It feels very but jammy. I'm not sure that's, yeah, I think it's like jammy. I think it's a jammy electronic. situation.
1: Yeah. Shauna Sweeney.
0: That name sounds familiar to me. No, I mean, I don't mm. I don't know. But I think if any of these names are ringing a bell to you and you get to go by donation sliding scale based... This sounds like a pretty sweet deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you just want, um, yeah, it sounds like it'll be fun. It's wheelchair accessible, family friendly, dog friendly. Um Wow. So yeah, music. They do good stuff in the community. So give it's back it. a little, enjoy some free music.
0: I think it's All at Real Real sweet. Works, which is uh yes. next to tracks. It's
1: the tracks yes. venue. Thank cool. you. Cool. What else um, we got, Peyton? Next, um, ColorCon 2023. Are you familiar with this one, Bree?
0: Color Con? This is a only, run,
1: is it? No, it's not. But it um, it sounds like Westward. Our friends at Westward are kind oh, of partnering it's a with it. Yes, it's a music oh. and mural festival. And this year, for the first time, it's going to be held in the Westward parking lot. So where Westward is on, on
0: like 12th and Lincoln is it's kind of surrounded by big walls. Like when you walk out of the building, there's a parking lot, but there's like a giant new building next to it and a parking garage. And so they have these massive walls that are like prime for murals. And they had already started working
1: on it. Seems like a
2: really cool uh, venue for this. It's like in a little cubby between a parking lot and a few buildings. It is. And and good vibe. So
1: there'll be live music, and then you'll get to watch local artists paint their murals, um, which I always think is a cool thing.
2: Very tempting. Very tempting. What's our All last right. one, Peyton?
1: the very last one is a back-to-school pig roast. So <laughs> Lever Locavore. <laughs> what, Paul?
2: Uh, that's just a funny idea. Back-to-school pig roast. <laughs> oh,
0: Lever, Lever Locavore, the, the grocery store? Yeah, on the so side. they're the,
1: the community marketplace that serves North Denver, um, and they're partnering with several other uh Area businesses um, to host a neighborhood pig roast, which will be a fundraiser, uh, and all of the proceeds will go to benefit Colombian and Valdez Elementary Schools, which are in the area. Um, oh, cool. It's ten dollars for a plate of uh, barbecued pig, and then there's like homemade sides and cornbread and live music <gasps> mm. and beer.
0: This sounds awesome.
1: This this is my jam. This is the one that I really like because I can eat. My favorite thing to do is stuff my face for a good cause. Um, <laughs> and a freaking pig roast is so fun. It just sounds great. And it's you're, you're supporting Lever Locavore. You're just supporting the whole Northside community. So I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of pushing this one. I like it.
2: Yeah, that one does sound good. Lever Locavore—that's uh, employee-owned that company. Same oh, people is who it? owned uh, a lot of the Save A Lots around town.
0: That's right. That's so cool. Yeah, I remember there being something sort of unique about that grocery, that grocery store. That's cool. I also love a pig roast because I don't know anyone that does them. So like, having a place to go to go experience one is awesome because I feel like it's something that people's families do or friend, you know, like communities do. So i don't know if you want to i might be inclined to check that one out for the first time
2: that sounds cool all right so we got the pig roast we got the music and murals color con that that one sounds really great the shine music festival with sun squabby Mm -hmm. for a cause and uh shakespeare in the wild shakespeare somewhere
0: (laughs) shakespeare is somewhere (laughs) I'm really, a, I'm a, and also the pig roast is a fundraiser for schools on the north side. Yeah, I'm really into that one. That, I know me too. That feels like the
2: right one.
0: I love it. Okay. So there you have it. That's our city, our official CityCast Denver, maybe for your upcoming weekend, the back to school pig roast fundraiser. Um, but there's way more where that came from. Peyton's got plenty of recommendations in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to right now at denver.citycast.fm. Peyton, Paul, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, this was delicious for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no food pun from you, Paul?
2: Um, I'm thinking desperately.
0: <laughs> Didn't happen. Okay. I got
2: nothing.
0: Cool. Zero. Well, thanks, you guys. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Bobby Flay about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Like, please take my catalytic converter. It's fine. (laughs) You <laughs>